You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Well, we've been in a sermon series called Prayer 2016. Dick Eastman's book, uh, Prayer, The Hour That Changes the World. It's kind of a, a little structure that we've been looking through. And uh, today we're, we're looking at petition. Petition. I think as, as we continue in our journey with the Lord, prayer takes many different kind of, uh, many kind of upgrades, shifts in our thinking. You know, sometimes prayer, especially when we're little, it's something that we just do before we eat and before we go to bed. Uh, We do on special occasions. As we get older, we see that it has wider parameters and and that we can bring prayer into uh, our soccer game and say, Lord, help us to play well and help the other team to play well, but just not as well as we play. And, you know... Lord, prove that you are the great God of glory by giving us victory today over our, our, our rivals. Yeah. Sometimes we, we kind of cross the line. We kind of get a little bit out of balance. But prayer ultimately is about a relationship, a real conversational, heart-to-heart, spirit-touching spirit relationship with the Most High. It's about a relationship. And so we always got to keep this. And if, if you've ever tried to work relationships by a formula, how does that work? Doesn't seem to work very well, does it? You know, we, we, we try to do that. We, we've got the, the dating rules for those that are trying to find a, a, a spouse, you know, and we're supposed to make sure that we do this, do that. Uh, who was it? It was Will Smith in the movie where he's the date hitch, you know? And so we, 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 we learn all these things. And I, I learned a lot from that movie. I always try to keep it between two and 10. No, nobody knows what that means, do you? Okay, my wife does, she got blessed. <laughs> and uh, so, so we, we, we try to come up with formulas and all those kind of things. Uh, and when we're realizing that prayer's about a relationship, and that's why I say, even though we're, we're putting out a structure, the structure can't be used as a formula and the structure is, is not always gonna be uh, just how you approach prayer. But there are some things that I think are really good in the structure that he gives to us. And so we wanna look at that. We've, so far we've looked at praise, we've looked at waiting, we looked at confession, we looked at scripture praying, we looked at watching, Intercession was last week, and today we're looking at petition, asking God for specific personal things that we need in our life, okay? E. Stanley Jones, and if you're not a Methodist, you probably don't know who he is. How many knows E. Stanley Jones? Anybody? How many got a Methodist background? Okay, okay. He says, asking is a symbol of our desire. Some things God will not give until we want them enough to ask. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. When we look at asking, <clears throat> oftentimes when, as children, we, we, we understand from how we related to our parents, oftentimes, especially our father, we see 
what we can anticipate from our heavenly father. And so whether we had a good father, a good earthly father, or, or one that was, was not particularly healthy, and as a result, we, we got wounded. But we learned certain things. And I was just reflecting back, you know, when did I learn about asking? Hmm. When I was little, I learned about asking. You know, there were things that were inside me that I desired that had no concerns about how much money my parents made. Not at all. I saw it, I desired it, and I asked for it. Did I get it? Sometimes. Sometimes, matter of fact, enough of the times that I knew to continue to ask. I knew to continue to ask. And I think you heard my bow and arrow story at the hardware. You know, it was one of those with the little rubber suction cup on the arrows. And we went in and it was like $12 at Harry's Hardware. And I saw it and I thought, oh, I got to have it. I got to have it. And so I asked if I could have it. And the answer was no. But how about if I really, really, really want it? The answer was still no. And I probably did what some little kids do. Probably started to throw a fit. You know? I remember doing that in the grocery store. I think one of the, the worst things that a grocery store could do as I would sit in the little cart and my mom would be pushing me through the grocery store and she, if she made the mistake of going down the aisle that had the toys and if she wasn't watching, you know, the toys were on the shelf and, and various levels and if the cart was a little too close, I started grabbing for the toys, not realizing you had to pay for them. I just saw, I want that and I want that and I want that and try to throw it in the cart. Soon mom stopped going down the toy aisle and, and that worked. But you find with the bow and arrow, my dad wanted me to have the bow and arrow. He really wanted me to have the bow and arrow, but he didn't have the money. And that was the first time that I knew that my father was limited in his resources. Because I could see it in his eyes. If there was any way he could get that bow and arrow for me, he would have done it. And that brought a, a, a measure of satisfaction, but I find that the enemy, enemy brought the same kind of realization and had it cross over to my heavenly father that I could see that my heavenly father really wanted me to have certain things. But I projected onto him, I better not ask because he might not be able to afford it. Now, my purpose today is to destroy that thought. To destroy that place in our hearts, however the enemy has woven it and however he's, he's lied to us and caused us to think that one, our heavenly father doesn't have the resources or two, he doesn't have the desire to give us what we want. I want to destroy both of those to where we learn to ask because we want. 
Now, as I look over this group today, I'm not really worried about any one of you throwing a two-year-old tamper, temper tamper, tantrum, because you're asking for a Barbie doll or a pink Cadillac or Rebecca's not here, so I'm safe. <laughs> Forgot that's a Mary Kay. <laughs> you're, you're not asking for something that's really not in, the, in line with the heart of God. And so I want to go after that today. Let's see if we can destroy that. Sean Boltz, I was listening to uh, the Open Heavens Conference, and he was speaking, and he was talking about his father. He had a really good father, and he had a sister, and, and the sister, the, the father went to, the, to his daughter and said, I want to spend time with you. What would you like to do on Saturday? And she said, I want to go shopping. <laughs> and his father was in the military, and that's the last thing he wanted to do was go shopping. But because he set aside a day to be with his daughter, he went and did what she wanted. And when they got back, they had these sacks and all the things that they bought. And Sean says he went right over and grabbed the bag and looked and pulled out the receipt and saw how much dad spent on, on his sister. Oh, wow. And he knew intuitively as a kid that he could get that much out of his dad for him next week. You know, when he said that, it reminded me of my grandmother. When... when Grandmother could only take one of us kids when we had, I had two sisters. So she'd only take one of us at a time because we were a handful. And I knew when Luana would go over to grandma's and if they went to the movies, I knew next time I went over, I had the right not to demand, although as a little guy, I could have probably moved to demanding, but I knew that I could appeal to her love to take me to the movies because she'd already done it for my big sister. And then my little sister knew that if I went to the movies, the next time she stayed, she could get grandma to take her to the movies. One thing about grandma, she loved Elvis Presley. So I saw every Elvis Presley movie. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of Disney movies that scared the willies out of me as a little kid. Um, man, the villains in those Disney movies when you're little, those things are frightful. There's, they're, they're terrible. And, uh, but there's something about that that you know. It's not that we have a right or to demand, but it, it, it kind of moves into what we understand is the power of testimony. When you see what God's done for one of his daughters and one of his sons, and you hear the wonder of, of how his power has brought healing, how it brought provision, how it, whatever the manifestation of, it, of his goodness was in them, it, if, if we look at it this way, it should let us know, oh, I didn't even know that was available. You mean we can ask for that? Oh, Jesus, I would like that. I even do that when I hear prophetic words given. If I hear someone get a prophetic word that's just amazing and, I, and my spirit's just going, wow, that is a good word. I've, I've learned that you can piggyback even on prophecy. And you say, Lord, you know, that word really was for her or him. And there's a lot of that that I would like to have too. 
So Lord, I want to get in on that. Lord, would you make that true, your word to me as well? Mm -hmm. So we want to uh, look for the receipts. Look for the receipts in the word of God that we can call upon. In the Old Testament, we have Jabez. In Chronicles, they're going through all the begats. And all of a sudden, this little, little phrase comes out. In 1 Chronicles 4.9, it says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Hmm. I bore you in pain. That's your name, Jabez. Okay. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Mind you, this is Old Testament. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted what he requested. He had a specific desire to enlarge. He wanted his lands to expand. He was born in pain. He didn't want to cause others pain, nor did he want to live personally in pain. And so he made this petition to the Lord, and the Lord granted his prayer. The father of the Old Testament is the same father of the New Testament. He loves giving good gifts to his kids. And here, as he does that for Jabez, we go into the New Testament and we see the leper that comes up to Jesus in chapter 1, verse 40. And a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. Personal, specific, sincere, complete request. Petition, if your body is in pain, we have examples from the scriptures that tells us we can come before the Father through the Son, the agent of the Holy Spirit, to make requests. Lord, would you, would you take this pain away? Would you bring healing to this part of my body? Anybody got pain? Something wrong with your body? It's not working right? Have you ever asked God to do something about it? And you still got the pain today? Yeah. So therefore, we, we find that the word's not true and we should give it up. Uh, that this just isn't true. No. Nah. The enemy will use that kind of stuff all the time. You know, I, I, I think I was diagnosed with diabetes oh, almost a dozen years ago now. Over a dozen years, I guess I went on the needle about a dozen years ago because I was on vacation, Deb and I, with Linda and Mike. And 
I was praying for courage every night that I had to give myself a shot. And she being a nurse, I had some sympathy from her. And it was so good, it helped me every night. But, you know, like three hours before I had to give myself a shot, I started having panic. I started having anxiety about it. And, and then as it get there, and then I finally, and after that week of vacation, I was fine. It just took about two or three nights, and I, I got through the anxiety. So now I, 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 I can give myself, sometimes I give myself four shots a day, depending on how much I eat. <clears throat> so you got that. And I'm out to lunch last week with one of these young, fiery little prophetic guys, Elisha Hell, for those that know Elisha. And he found out I was a diabetic. And he got so angry. Huh? See, when, when you live with something long enough, you just think it's going to be a part of you to the, to the end, right? That's, and how many of us continue to ask God to, to do something about it? I do occasionally, but I don't do it regularly. It's not a regular part of my petition. But I saw the rage, godly anger rise up in this young guy. And he says, well, that's just not, I, I, that's, he was, he was almost so, he couldn't find words. He thinks I should be healed. <laughs> Go figure. I've already resigned myself. This is good as it gets till Jesus returns, so let's go. And I, I really want to encourage us, not to set us up for failure or disappointment, but I really want us to encourage us to, to go back and look at all the things we've settled for, okay? All the things that we said, this is as good as it's going to be, and ask the Holy Spirit, are you wanting to make this something of my personal petition in prayer that I really need to get fervent about, I need to get earnest about, I need to really trust and see what the Lord really would like to do. Does anybody think there's gonna be diabetes in heaven? Uh, hmm. Not a What's that? Gonna be candy. There's gonna be candy, but no diabetes. Ooh, I like the way you're thinking, Chuck. So really, that should tell us in the kingdom, it's fair game. We never shame anybody for the condition abiding and remaining. That's, I didn't feel any shame from Elisha. I just saw loving, holy zeal that just said, what? It, it almost was like David when he heard Goliath, you know, shouting out, you know, all this stuff. And who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's ranting against the living God? You know, and it was like, oh, I like that. I like that. We all need some Elishas in our life to come and to remind us, you're not supposed to settle for this stuff. You're not supposed to put up with this stuff. You know, if it, if it remains, it remains. But we don't allow it to remain by setting and building a nest for it, making it a comfortable part of our way of life. There's times when, when I go to the store and I have to buy another set of needles so I can give myself shots, and I'm just thinking, I shouldn't be spending money on this stuff. There's other places that my money should be going. You know, 
I got to go buy another box of needles. And there was a time in our life when Debbie was working all week just so that we could have insurance to cover basically my diabetes. You know, I was costing us $350 a week, a week in insurance, so that I could then go pay for <laughs> my insulin and pay. Oh, it was stupid. It was really stupid. We should have quit that insurance a long time ago. And now we don't have that insurance. We're with FedEx. Yay, FedEx, good insurance. Rock on. So that's good. But even having that, the enemy comes in and says, see, you don't have to worry now. You've got FedEx, so you can have all the insulin you need. And I'm thinking, I don't want the insulin that I need. You know, even the fact that I don't have to pay out like I used to, I still don't want to. Now, I'm using myself as an illustration. I hope you're applying it to your own life. Whatever that looks like for you, let's not get content when there's petition that we need to be making in prayer for us to get through whatever it is that the enemy would, would try to get us to accept as part of our identity. Every time I say, yeah, I'm a diabetic, I feel a check in my spirit every time. And it's like the Holy Spirit says, no, you're not a diabetic. You're a son of the Most High. And your father can heal anything. I still have to take a shot, but maybe not for long. I don't know. Last night, we had two Coney chili cheese dogs at home some lightly salted laced potato chips, two little bitty boxes of milk duds, trick-or-treat candy that we opened a little early. <laughs> and as we was enjoying all of that, I thought, boy, my blood, and I forgot to take my mealtime shot. I thought, man, it's gonna get bad in the morning. Uh -oh. Took my nighttime shot, went to bed, got up this morning, I was 77. And we got enough nurses here that knows that that's pretty low. That's pretty low. I was looking for like more of 177, but it was, and I just thought, did you do it last night? Did you do it last night? I will check my blood before I eat today <laughs> to see what's going on. But I think there's, there needs to be an anticipation of the Father working for us. Why? Because he's good. It, it, it's not about us somehow developing some level of achievement in his sight that is now pronounced worthy of his healing us, but it's just simply as a kid coming in, bringing the receipt. I've been in meetings with Paul Kane where he said, this section over here, I see diabetes everywhere. And he says, and God heals it now in Jesus' name and they were healed. I'm taking that receipt. I'm saying, Father, I know you've healed diabetes before. I know you've done that. How about me? Hearing loss? I know God's healed deafness. He's healed the levels of deafness that are beyond anything we've ever known. He's healed blind eyes when there wasn't even eyes. 
You know, the, the things that I've heard in testimonies and stuff. And we need to take those as receipts and just say, Father, I'm not demanding and I'm not being a bratty little kid. But last week you took Susie and went shopping and she got her hearing. I would like to have hearing. Okay? Anybody tracking? Okay. So I give you all permission in Jesus' name to grab hold of the receipt that the Holy Spirit has given to you and wants to inspire you to ask Father for whatever that is in a form of a petition to him this week and the rest of your life. Let's petition heaven. Mark 10, 51, Bartimaeus. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he won't stop. And everybody's telling him, be quiet and all this kind of stuff. And then finally they bring him before Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. You got it? That's, that's that part of the East Stanley Jones that you, to ask, you got to know what you really, really, really want. I want to see. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Mm. Petition's amazing. It's something that the Father wants us to do more than we want to do it. He has placed within us a desire. And right now, I've, so far, I've illustrated petition mostly in, in the things that are uh, negative in our life that we want changed. But petition works for the positive as well. What are the positive things that you are seeking God? What are the positive things that you ask? What's the cry of your heart? Anybody got something right off the top? You, you just know, this is what I want. In the positive, not negative. It's not about your body. or your... Anybody got a positive? Salvation? Yep. Personally, I hope you're saved. Think about your personal... That would be intercession. We did that last week. <laughs> so, yes. I want to prophesy while leading worship. Yes. Amen. Amen. She wants to prophesy while leading worship. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a selfish thing? No. It ain't no selfish. But is it about Gloria? It's all about Gloria and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father and us. Now yeah. we're cooking. Okay. What else is on your petition? Yes. Um, like, um, so just like in daily going out, I want to just like minister to people and love people. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, that, that's, that, that was my prayer earlier. Lord, I just want to be love. I just want to be so full of your love that wherever I am, love leaks out. Whether we're in the marketplace, whether we're in a small group, whether we're alone with Jesus, we're just leaking love everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? Yeah, how many want to be loved? Some of you don't want to be loved, okay. Pray for the person next to you if they don't want to be loved. Pray, Lord, increase their desire for love. Yeah. Someone else. Have peace. Peace, good. We want peace, especially when there isn't peace. 
You want to comfort people? Yes, yes. Love comforts. And so, yeah, to comfort them. Uh huh. Especially, I want to comfort my neighbor who's blaming herself for her father's death. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a point of intercession. So we want to join with Joanne and lift that up in prayer and, and pray for, for the comfort to come. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, I got kicked out of the Free Methodist Church because I spoke in tongues in my closet with nobody around to witness it. It's a long story to find out how they found out. They planted a microphone in my cl- No, no, no. <laughs> but when it became numb, I had, had to be cut out. And as I was standing before my superintendent, and I was talking about it, I said, man, this wasn't, this wasn't the gift I was asking for. I want the gifts of healing. That's the desire of my heart. I believe it was the desire of my father and my father's father. There's, I think there's something in the lineage of, of the Francis line that has always longed for healing. They long to be agents of God's healing on the earth. And here I get this and I get kicked out. And it's like, this is frustrating, Lord. But I think he's waiting for such a time as this to release healing in and through me. And I want healing. I want the gifts of healing in all the different ways that that comes. So you make it your petition. It's not just the negative stuff, but the negative stuff are in bounds. Okay, that, that's in bounds. Go for that. But it's also for the positive stuff. And I want us to just pause here for a few moments, and I want you to... Uh, if, you, if you've got your notes and you've got your pen or something like that, write down, on the one side, put down your need. On one side of the paper, ledger, whatever. This could be the first time some of you have ever realized that there's a place to take notes in the bulletin. Oh, wow. Is Michelle in here? Where's Michelle? She's gone? She's in the fellowship hall. Oh, yeah, somebody's going to have a baby t- soon. Yes. So put your need down there on the one side. It can be a negative or a positive. But I'd list a few negatives that you need to petition the Lord for and then start putting some positives. What is it that you need from the Lord? What is it that you want to petition him for? Okay? And then on the right side, list what you know about God. List the testimony. List the truth that substantiates your confidence to go before the Father and say, Father, I want this. If you know of, of you know, you can just go with the names of God, uh, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, Jehovah, uh, um, Shalom. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of them, Jehovah Shalom. God of peace, Jireh, the God of my provision, my provider. Mm -hmm. He provides, he heals. Mm. He's your righteousness, he's your sanctifier. Mm. He's the one who's always present. He's love, his banner. Yeah, Jim's got his list. 
So if, if you're having trouble, see Jim after his church. He's got a list of the names of God right there that you can... How many you got listed there? 17. 17 names. Or testimonies of people that you know. Lord, you know, I remember when you healed so-and-so. And Lord, I, I now have a, a similar condition. I ask for your healing. Okay? Baby Ferguson's first name's not Jabez, is it? Okay, good. Because we don't want him to be born in pain. We want him to have a a pain-free entrance into the world. How many believe that God can make uh, bearing, childbearing pain-free? Mm-hmm. Let's be praying for that, for Ashley. Mm-hmm. And Eric will receive the benefit of that as well. I still have the fingernail marks prove when our first one was born. <laughs> mm-hmm. We didn't know about pain-free, but let's be praying for that. That was part of the fall and part of the curse of the fall, and Jesus is redeemed, and he became a curse for every, everything that sin has, has brought to us. You know, we still get colds, we still get sickness, but we're not, it's not supposed to be a part. We don't have to anticipate that. So let's pray for a miraculous release in the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you got that done? I think. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that these petitions that we bring before you, Lord, that in your goodness and in your greatness and in your power and your love, that what you've done before you'll do again. What you've given to others. Father, I, I think of all of those that moved in great and wonderful uh, healing. Those that moved in great prophetic. Those brought prophetic worship to you. Lord, hear our cry. We say let diabetes and deafness and uh, every other negative petition that we have, we bring before you and we say, Lord, we, we ask that you remove this to the glory and praise of your name. And because we're just your kids and we know how to pull on your heartstrings. And we say, Papa, free us, free us from all these things that restrict. And Father, we pray for all the positive petitions that we have. Lord, where we want to be able to stand up and speak of your goodness in public, Lord, release that request. Father, where we want to minister in the ways that Jesus ministered and beyond, we say, Lord Jesus, answer that request. Lord, where we want to be love. We want to be love in our covenant relationships. We want to be in uh, love in our, in our church family relationships. We want to be love with the world. We want to see you flow. So hear these petitions, for we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.